Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello and welcome to an episode of DDP Today News. I'm your host, Kat Dupre. It is Thursday, November 16th, the week before Thanksgiving, and I am joined by my very good friend, Sarah Castano. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. You know, just uh, we were kind of joking about it, but I am wrapped up in a blanket in my basement because it is it is now getting cold. Uh, this weather, you know, it's actually feeling like November. <laughs> Absolutely. We just put the heat on ourselves. If it's Thursday, then three days ago. So we're feeling chilly up here, too. You know, it's just one of those things. Luckily, um, our the rest of our house is heated, but I didn't want you guys to listen to our heater in the background. <laughs> so I am suffering in the cold. Although I will say I will probably never get to the point like Mike did when he was recording in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're well, in our dining room, so we've got... We're, we're pretty climate controlled in here. Yes. Um, well, there has been some a, a little bit of exciting news that has come out the past couple of weeks. So do you want to just jump right into it? Yes. Awesome. So we are less than a month out to Luminous, the Symphony of Us, debuting in Epcot. I, um, it's debuting on December 5th, and Disney actually released a video that samples some of the music. Um, Sarah, did you get a chance to listen to it? I did listen to one of the samples, and I am very excited. I, so those of you who listen to the show, if this is your first show, great, because you're going to learn this about me anyway, but music is a huge like, I just love Disney music. I love music in general, but Disney music has a, has had a huge impact on my life. Um, and this soundtrack sounds awesome. Um, there's lots of symphony instruments, lots of brass, lots of woodwinds, which was really cool. Um, but then they also gave us kind of the storyline of what is going to happen um, during during the show. Do you, Are you interested in hearing it? Yes. Okay. So there are a couple of original songs. So they have a an original opening song and then an original closing song. And in between, they are going to take us through a story um, talking about the parent uh, becoming a parent, um, bonding with family. There is friendship. So some songs like You've Got a Friend in Me. Um, and then there's also Romance coming in and a um a, a hidden gem of disney's uh music repertoire is so close from enchanted um do you know that song sarah so i i saw that it was on the list i know i've heard it like once before but i did go and listen to it again and it just kind of like rejuvenated my memory of it and i do really like that song 
I, I really like it too. Um, one thing that I really like about it. So do you ever, do you ever like just when you're at the parks, turn on resort TV and just listen as like it scrolls through? Absolutely. I, I even do it um, when I'm not at the parks because luckily YouTube is a thing. <laughs> um, it, YouTube has been a save, oops, a saving grace at work for just like background noise. Yes, I completely agree. But there is an enchanted like medley. And the first time I like listened to, I, like I could tell that it was the enchanted medley, you know, how does she know? Um, I've been dreaming of a true love's kiss. But then like after that, there was like this break in the music and I was like, oh, I don't recognize this song. And so like I just thought that it moved on and then it came back to how does she know? And I was like, and this is all instrumental, of course. And so I was like, oh, I guess that wasn't that was still part of Enchanted. Figured it out. It was so close. And the the instrumental part of it is so beautiful. I'm not a huge fan of it in the movie, like the, I don't know who actually sings it, um, but, you know, it's still, it's still pretty good. Alan Menken wrote it. Can't really go wrong with him. <laughs> I feel like I was raised on Menken. Him and Tim Rice. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, um, Jeez, oh my gosh, ladies. Howard Ashman. Um, all the all the greats. All the greats. So then, <laughs> um, following the romance, there's going to be some you know, loneliness and loss, and they're going to sample When She Loved Me from Toy Story 2, which that song makes me cry sometimes, so... Tugs on your heartstrings, for sure. Yes, for sure. And then it says, as we come out of the darkness, the music crescendos to I See the Light from Tangled, launching us into the finale. So um, I kind of like that, even though I See the Light is a romance, like, it's technically like a love song to to think about it as just bringing us out of darkness in a time of loneliness i really like that so i'm super excited um i we have a trip planned end of april no beginning of april and we are definitely making this a priority to see (laughs) and i wouldn't be surprised if i listen to it or see it through somebody else on youtube before then so we have marathon weekend planned and i'm so excited that it debuts in early december because that means when i'm down there for marathon weekend and all of our runners who are amazing by the way um they have to prepare for the race in the morning so they go to bed early which gives me solo time in the park to go see this and i'm so excited because i do love nighttime spectaculars especially in epcot i've said before how much i love illuminations and how um, the Millennium Celebration like lives rent free in my head, and I'm I love it so much. Um, so I'm really really excited to see how this and like looking at the songs, um, and just to see how it all comes together. I'm so excited. Yes, well, you'll have to give us the uh, full recap and if it oh lives up to the expectations. Now, I was in one of the I was in the minority of loving Harmonious. What did you think of Harmonious? I didn't want to like it because I just wanted Illuminations back. Um, but it grew on me. I definitely liked it better than Epcot Forever. Yes. However, when like it was just like when Happily Ever After and people who like that was their core memory right there. When Happily Ever After went away and Enchanted came on, it was like. Mm. Yeah. Like it was good. Yeah. But it wasn't what they loved. And so I kind of felt like this is better than Epcot Forever, but it's not what I love. 
I totally get that. And see, that that was the thing is, like, I never really loved Illuminations. Like, that was never... Like, I didn't hate it, it but, like, you know, I, I feel like... You don't have to love it. Everybody's I, different. I know. <laughs> well, I, I'm just... Well, we just know um, Joe Q is a huge fan of it. I, I just know so many people who have, like, such a special place in their hearts for Illuminations. Mm-hmm. And that's sure. totally fine. But I think because the majority of people had that special place in their heart for Illuminations harmonious wasn't it for them um but people also had that special place in their heart for wishes and then happily ever after blew everyone away so right i don't know like harmonious did that with me like this kind of the same thing where i was disappointed that wishes was going away but then i was blown away by happily ever after but right it's fine i we will we shall see uh, I hope that Dave will get a chance to see it too so that he can he can give me his feedback because I know Dave also enjoyed Harmonious. <laughs> the thing about like the nighttime shows is it's a little difficult when they first come out that people stream them or they record them on their phones and then you watch them afterwards. Those kind of nighttime shows where there's so much going on all at once or even just a fireworks display in and of itself, they don't record well. Mm-hmm. Like you can see them, but it doesn't translate to the experience of being there. Yeah. And so that's always tough. So when um, the first showing went on after they'd replaced Happily Ever After, Johnny and I watched the live stream. Mm-hmm. And we were just kind of left like, mm. and then we saw it in person and we liked it more. Yes. Because you just get so much more by being in that moment. So even if you do see a video and it kind of falls flat for you, just know that it's probably way better in person. Yes, very true. No, and I, I agree with the live stream because I also watched the live stream of Happily Ever After. And I I had a specific note. Um, I don't know if anybody ever listened to the other podcast I was on, The Extra Magic Hour um, with Dimitri and Anne Ravanos. This was like years ago, but we, we watched it together. And one of the notes that I had said... Um, Go the distance, instant tears, and then, ew, cover. (laughs) No. But no, but that's still one of my favorite parts of Happily Ever After. Like, so, like, at first I didn't like that it it was a cover and not from the movie. Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, I still prefer the movie version, but it's just, it's awesome. But anyway. Okay. We digress. Yes, we digress. Um, We're going to stay in Epcot for just a minute and just give a big, this is is kind of a small story, but that's okay. Um, We're going to give a big congratulations to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Re... Oh my gosh. Rewind. Okay. Let me, I'm going to try that again, Justin. So do your editing skills. We're going to give a big congratulations to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not. Yeah, you can leave it in, Justin, whatever. (laughs) Um, Because they won the award for Outstanding Attraction. So this is from the Thea Award. Um, It's... So I'm not I'm still not 100% sure what the Thea award is, but it says Thea Award for Outstanding Ach- Achievement Attraction in 2024 by Themed Entertainment Association. So I just thought this was cool because one, I love it when Disney wins wins stuff. Um but two, I agree that I once again I didn't know that this was a thing. But I think Guardians of the Galaxy definitely deserves this because it is one of the, if not the coolest roller coaster around right now. 
Um, so I was reading the article that you had sent me about it, and I fully agree that I think it's amazing. And it talks about like all the firsts that Cosmic Rewind has, where it's the first reverse launch for a Disney coaster, the first um, Disney Omni coaster system, which means that the vehicles that you actually ride in um, have rotations on the track along with the track itself. And so it kind of gives you that full immersion because they're able to fully direct you where they want you to look. Um, but like all of the cool things that make it so amazing are like specifically called out in this article. And it's really cool because you don't realize on your ride while you're singing and clapping and, you know, having a little cha-cha party in your car, um, like all the pieces that go into it. So it's really cool to have that spelled out in the article. Yeah. I, I mean, and even the, even some of those things that I knew that I knew it was the first Omni coaster, but when you kind of don't really think about it being an omni coaster until you talk about it honestly right. because so for those who don't know what it means to be an omni mover just think about haunted mansion or think about um journey under the sea with the little mermaid at magic kingdom those are your clamshells your doom buggies they turn to to point you in the right direction even though there's a bunch of stuff around you it's pointing in a specific direction to tell the story so an omni coaster is going a lot faster than your doom buggy or your clamshell very much and so i think that's why i think that's why it's a, a it's a feat like you don't think about it as being an omni coaster you just think that you're kind of moving along with it um but no, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it, and I I hate to say it, but I feel like Disney has really made it a point in all of their like recent construction and rides and lands to make everything immersive. And so I hate saying immersive, 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 but I really feel with this ride for people who haven't been on it yet or you haven't experienced or seen a uh, a ride through, it really is immersive. Mm-hmm. Like. There's stuff on every screen. And even if, like, as you're on the ride, so we've been fortunate enough to go on it several times between, like, virtual queues and lightning lanes. And so I make it a point to, whatever the first ride is, I just enjoy it for the ride for what it is. Yeah. And then I start to go, what did I miss the first time? And so, like, I make it a point to, like, turn my head and, like, really look around. And there's so much that is still happening around you that you're point of view is not directed at that it truly feels immersed in this scenario that you're in it's yeah. so good Our, I, I, I can't remember I know the the guys had like implemented a no spoilers for ride but it's it's a year right I, know. I think so okay. I'm also trying not to be like super specific so yeah no <laughs> so hard so I how when did it open it just opened this past May right Mm. on the fly on the fly producing we'll ask the google man because the google man knows all yeah oh the wi-fi is slow i'm so sorry because there's something i want to say about that but if if it's a spoiler and it hasn't been open for a year then all right we'll try this with the all right oh puce (laughs) (laughs) um we talked about as a side note here um my boys and i were talking about different colors and like how they don't match the color you think they're going to be like different shades and so my yeah. mind went to monsters inc was like make sure you put the puce ones on my desk and my glass <laughs> goes oh so that's puce <laughs> so i had to look up this is what it looks like by the way i know people at home can't see it come on oh. 
It's almost like a dusty rose that, color. My phone say. is not cooperating. I was going to say, I felt like I knew that, but I know colors for a very specific reason. I was in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat as a kid, and one of the songs is Coat of Many Colors, and right. we list, like, I think it's like 50 different colors and like colors that you've never even heard of and we were all children and we were like what's this color so I don't know if puce is actually one of the colors um I don't have it memorized anymore but I was gonna say it's really sad because I also did that same show and I don't recall all the colors I can do red and yellow and green and and brown and and yeah all the ands the and the last one is blue all right so the google man has declared that Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind debuted on May 27th, 2022. So, so it has just over, say like a year and a half. Yeah. If okay. we're going to estimate. So this won't be too big of a spoiler, but there is a screen and there is a video that's happening on the screen. It's basically the Guardians saving the galaxy while you're going around the screen it's a giant screen but there are points where your omni where your omni coaster is not pointing you to the screen but if you look around Mm -hmm. there is still action happening on the screen so that's one of the things that you can do um we are really hopeful that sophia hits 42 inches before april she is so close she's like 41 41 and a half inches barefoot so but i told um, I told Eric that I had to be the one to go on the coaster with her the first time because I missed all the her firsts in Disneyland since I am pregnant. Right. And he was like, do you think she's going to like it? And I said, no, I think she's going to hate it, which is why I want to ride it with her. <laughs> so All those important firsts, mom. Yes. Well, it's like she, she really likes Mind Train. She really likes Barnstormer. But I think this is just like a different kind of coaster. And I, we, mm. we're like, how do we do? Do we prep her for it? Or do we just kind of like make it a surprise? Right. <laughs> so. Um, so my suggestion is don't have her drink anything before the ride. Yeah. 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 That was kind of my biggest takeaway is we would always try to hit it. We get the virtual queue. Mm-hmm. And so we'd take the Skyliner over. We'd finish whatever was in our travel mugs from our resort so that we it wouldn't spill on the ride. And then you're riding this with a full bladder as it's like, not spinning, yeah. but like turning you quickly. And so by the end, I'm like, amazing ride. There's a restroom. I'm on my way. <laughs> so, nope. That, just, make, that makes complete sense. No, what I'm the afraid of. Is that she will have a panic attack. Um, She had a panic attack shortly after our Haunted Mansion ride when she was two and threw up. And yeah. Well, so the thing was, the thing was, um, I didn't even realize that she was like, that she like had a panic attack because she was like acting kind of normal. She was just like, it's scary. It's scary. And, um, and this was her first time like riding it like consciously, like figuring out but then after after we got out we were um she was she was visibly shaken but Mm -hmm. we were like it's over you don't have to ride it ever again once again this was her first time like riding it ever and um we were just we were just sitting down and she just threw up and we were like oh no 
it, we were like, is it heat? Is it, and it wasn't that hot because it was like first thing in the morning. We were like, there's nothing else that she wrote. So we were like, this is the only thing, this is the only explanation right. that we could think of. So poor baby. Yeah, she'll, she'll be fine, which is why yeah. I'm like, do, do we warn her so that she worries about it? Or do we just be like, it's a fun roller coaster? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> oh, but that's life. Like, Everything's great. Everything's great. You know. <laughs> Um, so here is an article that came out earlier just today. So I'm going to start with like what happened this evening, morning. It was morning time in the United States, but I think it was evening time in, um, oh my gosh, I am like totally blanking. I'm going to start start this one over. Sorry, Justin, you have lots of editing, editing to do. Where were they? (laughs) Hong Kong. Okay. Let me start that over. <laughs> okay, so we, um, I'm going to go to our next article, which is um, about Frozen. This was announced earlier today, today in the United States, yesterday in Hong Kong, I think. I don't know. I don't know how time zones work. Um, but today, they open up the Frozen area of Hong Kong Disney World, or Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, at the world of Frozen. So they, um, Bob Iger was there and Good Morning America was there. And so Bob Iger said on Good Morning America, Frozen 3 is in the works and there might be a Frozen 4 in the works too. And then Kristen Anderson Lopez, one of the songwriters of Frozen said, well, I've been here quite, quite for a while, but yeah, this and then hashtag frozen three hashtag frozen four so i posted a question on the ddp facebook group ddp slash group slash ddp today i don't know i just made that up the main page the main page main page Uh, link link below (laughs) (laughs) um like share subscribe (laughs) um what is your opinion, Sarah? Do you, do you think that Disney should continue successful franchise stories, or do you, do you want to see more original stories? I enjoy originals, but I also enjoy when you can provide a quality sequel to something that was successful. So Toy Story was phenomenal. Toy Story 2 came out, and I think everybody expected a little bit, like, subpar. And it held up. Mm-hmm. And so Toy Story 3 came out. And we were like, okay, so this is where the shoe drops. But that held up. And then Toy Story 4 came out. And I was like, it has to fall sometime. And I was a little wary because I felt like 3 wrapped it up really nicely. But it, it holds, right? Like, we still have all those characters and Duke Kaboom. You know, we have everybody still. Um, and it's still, it's not the happy ending you expected. But it's still there, right? Very much yeah. like life. It's not what we expected or wanted. But it's still a happy outcome. And so I think with Frozen, having that huge gap between Frozen and Frozen 2, we were like, well, there's going to be a drop somewhere. And I think it hit a lot of different topics. Like, and I don't know if people have like seen theories or anything, but um, when Olaf is melted and he's gone and then Anna is feeling very alone and she sings that song and it's like the next right step. And so it kind of hits on like depression. Mm-hmm. and like very subtle things but it hit, it's hitting a different audience so like kids might not necessarily pick up on it 
if they haven't felt that way. But it's also showing them that you can pick yourself up again and it's not easy, but you do it. And it just kind of hits differently. So I feel like that one held up. Franchises like Cars, however, Cars was great. And we got a sequel. And it fell a little bit for me. It didn't really hold up. Cars 3, cool, kind of redeemed itself. But we had that like, mm, in the middle. So I feel like if they can continue with a strong story for 3, and maybe leave a gate open for 4, to also have a strong story, I don't know. But it's tough because if it doesn't wrap up nice, or if it does wrap up really, really nicely, what did you just leave for 4? Yeah. So, like, I like the original, but if you can continue a strong story, I'm all for it. So, I agree with you for most for most of that, but I did not agree with the Toy Story 4. I think Toy Story 4, you're right, there is kind of a happy ending, but to me, Toy Story, Toy Story was always about the friendship between, well, first it was Woody and, Woody, Andy. Buzz, and Andy, and then that's why three wrapped up very nicely because Andy Mm -hmm. was passing the torch and so then I just felt like it was very out of character for Woody to leave Buzz for Bo Peep and so that's why I didn't like Toy Story 4 um I and there was there was a significant or there was a I think a four-year gap between Toy Story and Toy Story 2 I believe because Toy- I know Toy Story came out in 95, and I'm pretty sure Toy Story 2 came out in 99. And then there was a 10-year gap, 11, um, because Toy Story 3 came out in 2010. So, and then, I don't know, I can't remember the year that Toy Story <laughs> 4 came out. I think it was 2019. Um, so, because we took our daughter to it, and it was not good. <laughs> she didn't she well. we had taken her to movies as baby as a baby and she always did great and then like that was like the last one we were really like okay we can't take her to movies That's anymore. All done. That's um all done. but so you're right sometimes the 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 length of time between to like fix these store or to to test these stories for screen audiences um can be can be beneficial um but I also want to see, I want to see new ideas, but movies have just, ever since COVID, movies have been on a decline in general. And so I just feel like there has, there haven't been a lot of um, original ideas that have been able to make it. Mm-hmm. Be, or like because people aren't going out to the movies they're waiting for streaming just even said justin even said this week on ddp why would i go and spend so much money at a movie theater for my family of three when i can wait two and a half months and it will be released on disney plus for the cost of less than one ticket right and no snacks yes and i can right. pop my po- costco popcorn at home yeah and i've and got s- enough disney popcorn buckets it's just like yeah. You know. Yeah. So I, I, but I, I also really appreciate the, the storytelling that goes into creating these, these original ideas. I'm really excited for Wish. I, I cannot I wait. Too. I cannot wait to see Wish. I really hope to be seeing it next week. We'll see though. Um, I loved Raya. 
kind of, I don't know how it would have fit, but I kind of wish Raya was a musical. Encanto, original, yes. it bombed in the box office, but it, then it did end up being a commercial success mm-hmm. af- after it after was released fact. on right. Disney+. Plus. So I, I just think that there needs, there's going to be a fine line in with COVID kind of being over now or mostly being over now, mm. um, will we see, I don't know. It's just, the, we never know how technology and the world is going to ebb and flow. There's no way to predict that. So, but I know that I just, I just want to see more original stories or even, even more stories based on fairy tales. Hans Christian Andersen. I have a book of Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales and we all know like his and Grimm brothers, they're all terrible. Like, not not like. No, they are. They're they're very gruesome yes. and gory and yes. dark. But we were able to turn a bunch of those fairy tales into beautiful stories. So just they're they're book they're they're thick. So just take take ideas from those people again. That's yeah. fine. I don't care about that. Just right. Just, I don't need, I don't need all the sequels. I'm wondering too if, and I, I kind of talked about like the Disney Renaissance area and like the mm-hmm. edutainment portion of it. Like you had Pocahontas, you had Hunchback, you mm-hmm. had Hercules, you know, you had these kind of like learning or like education type movies where you, you learned about things like that. Yeah. And so I wonder if there's like another Renaissance coming, even if it's not a renaissance and the fact that we now think we hold these as like our classics like aladdin obviously is not like a learning one yeah but it's based on like the tale of alibaba it's you know genies and like mm-hmm. that kind of like a cultural piece i wonder if there's something coming down the bend where it's like a modern renaissance if that yeah. makes sense i mean they've they partnered with pixar and that kind of completely changed the way they animate and the look of the movies yeah. and how it's produced and how much time and how much effort and energy and skill. But I also wonder if there's like, I really enjoyed Turning Red. Yes. I felt it was a new perspective and something we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still haven't seen Lightyear, so I can't really comment on that. But I feel like there's so many, like even Elemental, watching yes. that was like a new idea. It was so exciting. And I feel like it was just kind of underappreciated. It, I And I agree with Elemental, too. When I finally saw it, so once again, this was something that I, so Eric and Sophia went and saw it in the movie theaters, um, and I waited until streaming, just like based on work schedules, and with her school schedule and his work schedule, they were able to have a daddy-daughter day and go. But, so I didn't see it until afterwards, but I saw so many people talking about it after it was out of theaters and so but it really was such an interest it's not it was not the story that i was expecting like i was expecting no. it to be a love story between fire and water but was not. <laughs> the other the other aspects of it i was not expecting and a lot of times recently i've i've been like these movies could be cut 20 20 extra minutes like take one of the one of the plot twist out and it would be fine. Elemental, I felt, was actually perfect. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, Pixar is still doing great with their 
original ideas because they're coming out with more original like yes they do have their sequels we all know Inside Out 2 is coming out but they're still I feel like they're still pumping out more original stories than they are Mm -hmm. and they don't always hit and that's okay here's the other thing about Pixar is that yes they're Disney and it's kind of focused on kids but they're branching out Soul was more for adults Yep. Turning Red was more for teenagers. Mm-hmm. We, we've, I, I know I talked about it with Justin about how turning, like, I saw so many of my young parent friends, not that I'm like an old parent, but. Um, <laughs> no, I know what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> young parent friends who were, like, just in disbelief at the stuff that was said. And, like, they said the word crap, which I say in front of my kids, sorry, Um but, like, and then, like, the the puberty talks and everything, and they were just like, this isn't for six-year-olds. Well, they never said it was. Nope. And, like, when you looked, when you, if you, if you paid attention to the trailer, the whole puberty thing was an innuendo the whole time. Yep. And so, like, that's your fault. That's But that's I... also part of life. If you have little girls, it's not always Barbies and princesses. Like, yeah. little girls grow up, and this is something they deal with. And so... I talk with um, people at work all the time that representation matters. And I think this is a case where, like, that's not really a conversation. Like, that's something that happens in health class or with a group that comes in to talk to your kids. Or depending family to family, some parents never have that conversation with their kids. And that's frightening for little girls. So having this to just, like, even if it's just a conversation starter, parents can then handle it how they want. Yeah. And... My my daughter was four at the time, three or four at the time, and that stuff went over her head. If she asked mm-hmm. questions, I, I probably would have, here's the thing, too, like, I'm pregnant. We all know things that happen with pregnancy. The stork comes. Yes. And so there there's appropriate, age-appropriate ways to mm-hmm. talk about it, about anything, about anything in a Disney movie. And it, it, it doesn't even have to be... May May and her and her going through this rite of passage. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just feel like Pixar does try to think outside the box, and unfortunately, it doesn't hit. Unfortunately, they have gotten a lot of cri- criticism lately. Um, but to me, I appreciate. I feel it. like Pixar is reaching out to more than just the six to eight year old audience, yes. and that I think is where they're going to see more of like merchandise, and they're going to see mm-hmm. more income that way. So even though they're not getting it in like movie ticket revenue they're getting it streaming and then people are talking about it and then they're looking for things for it because they can identify with it yeah and i know one of the youtube vloggers i follow tim tracker he is obsessed with four town and is always looking for (laughs) four town merchandise in the parks and it's hilarious i feel like he just needs to take a pair of like old jeans and some paint like poster paint like when we were like kids with like backstreet boys and nsync and I was never allowed to do that, but all my friends did it for dress down days at school, and I was so jealous. Uh, man, I I was never allowed to paint on my clothes either. Nope. My my parents were like, "I'm not pay- I'm not paying this money for you too," but then they were also paint like, "I'm not paying uh, I'm not paying money for ripped jeans." Uh, yes, I think we had some very similar parents. I think so too. Yeah, I love them yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're amazing. I think they, I turned out all right. They, they, uh, my parents helped me out on a weekly, if not a pretty much daily basis. So 
I, I'm very appreciative of them. We literally had something come up um, earlier last week, and I was just able to be like, hey, mom, can yeah. you do me a big solid? Yes. Thanks. Yeah. Nope, that's that's my mom, and she, I feel like she's only told me no once, and it was because they were, like, going to be out of town or something, and it's like, you're good. <laughs> every Every other time, uh, she, both her and my dad helped me. Anyway, I digress again. Um, I think this has turned into like a parenting show. I'm so sorry. I know. It's okay. You know what? This will be the the title. This is just like the DDP Today podcast. It's a little bit about us and a lot about Disney. And we're just doing a little bit more about us today. (laughs) (laughs) And parenting. Yes, and parenting. (laughs) But that's part of us. Right. Yes. Um, so it's a family show. Yes, it is. And sorry if we talked about some not family-friendly facts, but maybe we should put a disclaimer. <laughs> There's a part where we don't talk about... <laughs> Skip this part. <laughs> Justin's never going to let us go on again together. I'm I know. so sorry. I feel like we said that last time, though, and he, he let us together again. Because <laughs> last time we talked about American Girl dolls. Oh, that's right! Yes. And yep, everything's fine. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so back in October, um, there was actually Friday the 13th that happened. Mm-hmm. And so Disney had released some um, an article with 13 facts that you might not know about the Tower of Terror. Um, so this was actually another video. Uh, and Sarah, I left this a secret from you. Because there, th- there were three... Um, facts out of the, I mean, they're all 13 were very interesting, but, um, these three caught my eye because I did not know them, know this about the ride Tower of Terror and Tower of Terror is my favorite Disney, Walt Disney World ride. Um, I will probably not be able to get Sophia on that because (laughs) she hated Guardians of the Galaxy out in Disney California Adventure. I'm going to try to convince her that it's different. I don't know if she'll believe me. She's she's pretty smart. <laughs> I mean, the towers do look remarkably similar. But if you show her, look, there's no rocket. Th- th- that's not there. Well, and then I'm like, this one's a little bit scary, too. I don't want her to have a panic attack like she did at the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> she oh, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. She, she did ride the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, but it was pretty much we forced her to. We, we are not the type of parents who, like, force her to ride any ride she doesn't want to. Um, but we told her there was, there was no chance that she wasn't going to ride the Haunted Mansion <laughs> because they didn't do parent swap. We were like... Oh, that's right. Um, we were like, you can just close your eyes the whole time. It's fine. And she was fine. She was just like, um, later on in the week, Eric was like, do you want to ride it again? And, uh, to me. And I was like, no, it's fine. And she was like, no, I am not riding that. <laughs> I was like, okay. Made her point and known. And that's, and I told her it was fine. I, that's why I didn't want to ride it because I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want her to complain about it. Anyway, going back to Tower of Terror. I'll yes. post the video on, um, on the DDP page, Facebook page, after this episode is posted. And unlike Justin and Dave, I do actually post the things that I say I'm going to post. Colin, you know. I always have great <laughs> intentions, so I feel them. I know. They're men. That's what it is. <laughs> Everything's fine. So, 
The first fact is that Walt Disney Imagineers screen each of the 156 The Twilight Zone episodes to get the look and feel for the ride. Can you imagine? Oh, sorry. They screened them twice. Oh, screened them twice. They screened them twice. So that's 156 times two. If you can do math quickly, that's a lot. What? You said there was a, there was a hundred. Say the number again, because I think my math is not mathing. Say no, that again. One hundred and fifty-six episodes. So it's three hundred seventy-two. Sure. Sixty-two. My math okay. is off. I know, but it's it's over three hundred fifty. We're gonna yes. we're gonna guesstimate. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. It is. It's over. It's over three hundred. Okay. Because one fifty times two is three hundred. Three hundred. So three hundred twelve. I don't know. I don't know. My brain's not braining. This Go ahead. Is so yes, no, a fine. lot. Of, I did the math in my head and they came up with different numbers every time. So yeah, it's totally fine. But yes, why but that's still literacy. a lot of. That's a lot of TV to watch. <laughs> I don't but know how many of really good episodes to watch too. <laughs> well, and there's some episodes that aren't good either. That's true. This was the 50s and 60s, right? I don't know when right. the Twilight Zone came out. Maybe. Like, I've done a lot of work with Rod Serling and Twilight mm-hmm. Zone, um, like, just through education and, like, using those pieces for, like, to show, like, screenplays and teleplays yeah. and just whatever. So I feel like I've had, like, a good handle on Twilight. I feel like, though, watching all of those episodes would almost be like Johnny loves The Office. And so he literally just has it on, on a loop. Like, we just set it. And it goes episode through episode. And as soon as we finish it, he starts episode season one, episode one again, and just goes through it again. And I don't really see anything wrong necessarily with that. So if that's what they did with the Twilight, Twilight Zone, not Twilight, Twilight. <laughs> you know, I could. It's a very different ride. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it To me, it sounds like they were probably actually paying attention. It wasn't just background noise like The Office right. or Justin Simpson's. Or <clears throat> my my turn to get the Simpsons reference in, even though I have literally I don't I have, I don't think I've ever watched an ap- actual episode of The Simpsons. I have seen the movie though, which is weird. Fun fact: my my boys are into it now, so that I I feel like I'm living with many Justins. Probably. Um, okay, so next, um, the in the lobby there are a lot of props that came from um, Hollywood auctions. Um, like Hollywood, the town, not like movies. Um, oh. So there is a fat, um, or sorry, in fact, a set of leather chairs are 17th century Renaissance antiques. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. I don't know what, cha- they didn't show, show a picture of the chairs. So this whole, this whole video is just like ambient music and like, it, it's just like screening like panning around the ride um and just has words on like on top i think maybe there was actually i had closed captions on so maybe there was actually sound and i just but i know there was just there was ambient <laughs> music and it was panning um but i'm pretty sure i was just reading i'm pretty sure i was just reading the facts sorry guys it's it's late on a thursday night it's not even that late but it's <laughs> yeah. five kids we're brain dead. 
And I'm 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 gonna use my pregnancy brain. I was like mom brain. Excuse. Yes. Absolutely. Go yes. for it, lady. Um, <laughs> um so but I was just like seventeenth century Renaissance antiques, so that's from I the sixteen hundreds. I feel like that should be in a museum and not in a Disney theme park where well, millions of people are traipsing like by. The the roped off area. Well, I mean, yes. But also that's true. I've often wondered if they actually clean that or like they set it up to look dusty and abandoned and then they just left it and they don't actually tidy up. You know what? I feel like Dave has answered this question before. And I don't remember. Sorry, Dave. I wasn't listening to you. That's no, okay. <laughs> He's used to it. Not you, just in people in general. general. <laughs> okay. And Fair last, last but not least... Um, it, as you guys can tell, I'm a huge like prop person. Um, I just find it I just find it very interesting. But in the so when you go into the room where they they show the video with Rod Sterling and everything, um, the there are famous props and totems from the TV series. Oh, it's in the library. It says it in mm-hmm. the fact. I have it written down and I still didn't read all the way. Um, but famous to- props and totems from the TV series can be found in the library. Um, so. Watch all 156 episodes, go into the library, and see what you can recognize. Just ignore the film and just look all around. Yes. Except <laughs> for when it gets dark, because yeah. then you can't then really see scared. anything. No. No. So, That's but awesome. I will put, like I said, I will post that video um, there. It was released on Friday the 13th, 13th Interesting Facts. Um or 13 interesting facts mm-hmm. i can't once again i just cannot talk today it's fine it's good everything's fine uh and see um let us know what your favorite fact is uh some of them i knew because of dave dave has said some of them before on the show um and some of them i didn't know or uh, th- those three that i just told you i didn't know so uh i love learning about facts behind the attraction have you watched that show yet Yes. Um, I also recently was just getting, like, so Johnny watches stuff on repeat. Um, I will bounce between, on Disney Plus, I'll bounce between Behind the Attraction and the, um, like, the veterinary show for yeah. Animal Kingdom. Yes. And I went to go put on Behind the Attraction and season two is out. So I am pumped that now I can watch new Behind the Attractions instead yes. of, like, re-watching the same thing. So I'm excited. So we have watched the first two episodes of season two, which is Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates awesome and um big thunder mountain awesome and Mm. so this this season is stacked with great things um they're going to talk about nighttime attractions they're going to talk about epcot in general food which i'm interested how they're going to do the food because disneyland has iconic food and disney world has iconic food and i'm also there's some iconic food that's more like a cult classic. So are they gonna are they gonna touch base on those or all the episodes are out? So I know I just haven't gotten to them. Yeah, me us either. We that's what Thanksgiving break is for for me. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I um it's just hard with kids with young kids. You can't really choose what to watch, and I don't trust Sophia to watch TV in our room. Or watch YouTube by herself because that's what I don't choose. So my children are nine and eleven, and I don't let them watch anything off YouTube without me present. So. Yes, yeah. So once again, parenting tips from from Sarah and Kat. 
We should just make this like mom podcast. Yes. Parenting with Kat and Castano. Yeah. That sounds great. Justin, we're taking over. I'm so sorry. Yes. (laughs) You know, he did talk about doing a Disney mom podcast at one point, but I think with we we don't want to put Disney in front of it. So DDP DDP moms. Listen. DMP? DMP. Yes. That doesn't have the same name as DMP. We'll we'll come up with It's a mom cast. Yeah. We'll make our own thing. Yes. So we got we got all the ideas for you, Justin. (laughs) We have no time to do any of them, but we have ideas. Right, exactly. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining and, you know, talking Disney news, talking Disney facts, talking parenting, talking opinions yeah, about thanks for having me. Disney movies. I, I always love talking to you, Sarah. Same. You're awesome. And, you know, once again, for those who, thank you, everyone who listens to the podcast. Today was kind of unhinged. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's it's late on a Thursday yeah, night. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. Everything's fine, you guys. <laughs> um, but with the holidays coming up, I think there's going to be some more, some fun announcements. I don't know anything for sure, but it's been kind of a slow month for news. Um, but I just, I just feel like there's things that are gonna that are gonna come here soon. So I, I can't wait. I love talking Disney news with you guys. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you for letting me for listening and we will catch you next time. This has been YDF Media Productions.